Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's time to talk a little Pac-12 football. Let's jump out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and a local store availability. She makes the magic happen at the Pac-12 Network. She's Ashley Adamson with us here on The Big Show. Hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Man, we are doing terrific and uh, very excited that we're going to have a Pac-12 football season this year. Give us kind of your Amen. thoughts. Yeah, give us your thoughts as you saw this come together. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think just uh, it's been a roller coaster, right? Like for for everybody that's been following it, and I think everybody that's been living it day to day, I think about how I felt uh, as a media member. I can't imagine what it was like to be the players and coaches that were trying to navigate this thing, you know, minute by minute, day by day. But here we are, and all systems go to think that there won't be hiccups down the road, that we won't have cancellations, that we won't have, you know, obstacles would be would be silly i know i think everyone's preparing for and gotten really good at having plan b c d e and f um but i'm just excited and it's great to finally be talking like actual football for for the last six months we've spent so much of the time you know high level big picture are we going to play are we not what is the effect what's going on with the COVID testing there's so much sort of non-football talk that it's been nice the last couple weeks to actually kind of dive in and start talking to coaches and SIDs and, and players. So I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. Are you guessing that it's going to get so complicated that we will be kind of put in a position where we have to enjoy football for football's sake, as opposed to worrying about the standings? Sorry, say that question again. Do you think it'll get to the point where we have to enjoy each game for being a game and, and that it might get so messed uh, up as far as the complications go that the standings will be, you know, somewhat suspect? Yeah. So, you know what? I think we've gotten some good practice with that. Anyone who is a fan of a Pac-12 team knows what that feels like, I'd say, in any given year because uh, it is a team that has been, you know, kindly referred to as the conflict of cannibalism is that we eat our own. But I think that that's exactly what's going to happen. It's, and, and I think that's what COVID has done in general, this global pandemic. If we want to get philosophical about it, it's really made you sort of focus on the thing at hand and understand that, okay, we may have this right now and we may not have it tomorrow. And so to me, um, being able to watch even a single quarter of Pac-12 football this fall, I'm going to be grateful for it. And it's going to be really entertaining and exciting and fun to watch how it all unfolds because, you know, I think it feels like, you know, I've been covering this conference for eight years. Every year we kind of come in saying anything could happen. I mean, there's there's so many different storylines. Anything could happen. And this year, obviously, that feels more true than ever before. So, yeah, I think, I think we're going to have to just every single weekend be thankful for whatever games are being played, focus, celebrate, enjoy, cover the hell out of those, and then we'll see how it all shakes out, you know, December 18th, 19th weekend. All right, Ashley, give us your favorites. Who do you like in the North? Who do you like in the South? You know, it feels so boring, and, and I keep getting asked this, and I keep coming up with the same answer that it feels like everybody has. But I just, it, 
I haven't found a way to convince myself to pick against USC and Oregon in the, in the Pac-12 championship game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Cal won the North. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah won the South again. I think ASU, whoever wins that USC-ASU game out of the gate is going to be sort of the front runner for the South. Um, but I, it's a sprint, like seven games. It's just so interesting to think about six, really, to decide who's going to be in the championship. Um, there's so many different things that can happen in such a small amount of time. So I, I think that, you know, I just, I can't yet pick against Oregon and USC. Those, those are, those I would say are my two favorites to, to meet on December 18th. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see, uh, see how it all plays out. Who are you guys liking? Like, what's the, what's the feeling around, around your neck of the woods? I think you're pretty much on on point there. I would agree. We had a, we had uh, one of our uh, Ute insiders. You know, uh, his name's Frank Dolce. He's former Ute quarterback, but obviously digests the whole Pac-12 now. He liked Arizona State in the South. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, you look at ASU's roster, and they there are no holes in terms of talent. Like at every position, they, they've just they've got some really big time guys, and I think you go through them and you can just get excited as if you're a Sun Devil fan. If, you, if you're going up and down that roster, there's a bunch of different reasons to feel really good about your team. Jaden Daniels being obviously the, the number one reason. I think last year, their offensive line, starting two true freshmen on the O-line, um, is not necessarily a recipe for success. But they brought in some, some grad transfers. They've been creative in how they're kind of shoring up some of the lack of experience there. Plus, all the guys who played a year last year now have that much more experience under their belt. They've got a new offensive coordinator in Zach Hill, so I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, what what that looks like. I think it's going to be interesting to see. There's, there's a lot of new coordinators, uh, both on the offensive and defensive side in the Pac-12. And what I'm really curious to see, guys, is what does it look like? They're, they've had more time than they normally would, but they haven't actually been on the field with their guys in a way that they normally would. So you wonder how much over, you know, install and learning can go on via Zoom and remotely and how much can be condensed into the, the camp that's going on right now. But, um, yeah, I, ASU, it would not surprise me at all if they, if they won the South. I think, like I said, that we're going to know a lot about them. If they can go to the Coliseum week one, 9 a.m., and knock off the Trojans, like, I'm, I'm all in. Ashley, you mentioned Jaden Daniels there. Do you have a couple of names of players that you think are going to emerge as bona fide stars this year? Yeah, I mean, I think some of them are, are guys that, that we know and have talked about. Keaton Slovis at USC, the quarterback, I think is going to be, you know, he sort of made a name for himself, came out of nowhere last year as a true freshman and sort of took over. And Graham Harrell's system, obviously a, a perfect fit for him. And so I think he's going to be somebody that we're talking about a lot. I also think just, you know, there's going to be new faces because the other thing is because this doesn't count as a year you know, against the year of eligibility, I just think we're going to see a lot more guys than we normally would. So there's going to be younger guys that we're going to see that we wouldn't have maybe normally seen or would have only seen in four games in a limited capacity in a normal year so that they wouldn't burn their red shirt. So I do think it's going to be interesting. I think if you look at the defensive side, Cam Bynum at Cal, the fact that he opted back in and decided to come back, he's one of the best players in the league in any position, I think. Um, and Coin Deng, who's a linebacker at Cal, he's another guy who I think we just haven't talked about enough. He stepped up in a big way last year, and with Evan Weaver gone, I think he's going to play a big role in, in Justin Wilcox's defense. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau up in Eugene, you guys saw what he did as a freshman. He is just a force to be reckoned with. I think he's going to have double-digit sacks even in a, a bridge season. Um, C.J. Verdell, the running back at Oregon. I mean, there's so many. It's like as I go through the names in my head, there's just – 
so many different guys that I'm excited to see. And yet there's just so many question marks and guys who I'm sure that we're not even close to thinking about right now who, who are going to be household names and all of a sudden done. Ashley Adamson is with us from Pac-12 Network here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What do you expect out of Washington with their new coach, Jimmy Lake, and Coach Pete stepping aside? But, of course, uh, Coach Lake has been there for a long, long time. Do you expect that to be fairly seamless? I do, and I think, you know, that that's critical right now because anytime you have a new head coach come in, it's, it, there's some level of transition. There's, there's no doubt. I mean, he, Jimmy Lake is not Chris Peterson, so there's going to be things that he's doing that's different from the way that Coach Pete did it. But – he has been there. He, every guy on that team knows him. Um, we talked to Elijah Molden yesterday, and he was saying that, you know, I, I asked him the question of, has Jimmy Lake lived up to your expectation of who you thought he would be as a head coach? And he said he has met and exceeded exactly who I thought he would be because he's exactly who he was as my D coordinator and my position coach. And that is a guy who has so much energy, so much intensity, so much charisma, and is just kind of like, I mean, I think he was, to him as like a crazy genius, um, somebody who just loved the game of football and has been around one of the best teachers and learned from one of the best teachers in Chris Peterson. So I think Washington, I, I'm excited to see how it all comes together for them. Obviously, they've got a quarterback situation to figure out that'll be a big key to it, but their secondary is loaded as it always is. And I think even though they lost a couple of defensive stars to opt outs, I think they're going to be fine on that side of the ball and so really the, the question is what's gonna what's gonna happen with the offense and, and the quarterback situation um but jimmy lake is every time i do a interview with him and now it's you know like everything it's in zoom through a computer screen but i get done talking to him and i'm like ready to go run through a wall that guy is just like a bucket of energy um and it's been cool to see kind of the passion that he's infused into that program and i think I mean, he's the perfect fit he's the exact right guy for that job Ashley, getting back to Oregon, have you gotten to know Mario Cristobal at all? I mean, what makes him such a great coach? Yeah, that's a great question, and I, I have been able to get to know him over the last year, I would say. I've gotten to know him more than his first couple of years. Um, and the thing that makes him a great coach, one is that the thing that he cares about more than anything else, and we've had a lot of conversations about this, is culture. And he knows that that is built from the inside out, right? Like it starts with the guys and the players in the locker room being accountable and holding each other accountable. And so when you look at how he recruits, that's, that's one of the most important things is that he looks at it from a, from a culture fit. He is a phenomenal, relentless recruiter. And he is also a phenomenal teacher. Um, and he also as a former O-lineman and an O-line coach, like understands where the bread is buttered and, and really focuses and owns in on, you know, who's up front. So I think, all of those things combined to make him uh, a really successful coach. He's a guy who the players really love, admire, respect. Um, and I think he's hired really well around him. So it starts with the culture. And I think he's built as good a culture as, as anybody in the Pac-12. And I think that's one of the things that makes him, um, you know, such a, such a phenomenal coach. And he's, it's been cool to see because he was obviously the guy that the players wanted uh, to be their coach, and the fact that they kind of went to bat for him, and that ultimately Rob Mullen said, "Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with Mario," I think speaks volumes to who he is as a coach and why the players, why you know, why his style resonates with the players so much. Phil Knight's money doesn't hurt, does it? Yeah, that always helps. <laughs> <laughs> always helps. Uh, is this the year Chip gets it turned around at UCLA? 
you know, I don't know. I uh, I think that there is some promise there, and I think, you know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is going to be a better quarterback than he's seen even before. Chip's been really excited about the progress that he's made and the fact that he's one of those guys that doesn't often make the same mistake twice and is a really quick learner. So, And you got to remember, DPR, he reminded me of this the other day, uh, he had, you know, he had taken maybe a – 100 snaps before he took over as a as a starter um, since he was in high school. So he's not a guy who's had a ton of experience. Last year he gained a lot, and um, and the question is, it seems like has it has always been the last few years with UCLA is what's gonna what's gonna happen with their defense. So to me that's kind of the big the big question mark. I do think that you know in seven games in a weird season that it is with COVID and everything being kind of off kilter he's got a chance to surprise some people. I don't think that many people are expecting a whole lot from UCLA as much as you would say, okay, it's his third season. That's usually when things are supposed to kind of come together. And these guys are, you know, the guys on the roster are your guys and it's your fingerprints all over the program. They're kind of out of excuses in terms of that. But because this year is so different and unique and there's so many moving pieces, um, I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it went either way. I could see him winning way more games than people expect, and I could also see it, you know, go in the opposite direction. But he's um, he seems like he's in a good place. I don't know. I, I, I met Chip for the first time, obviously, eight years ago when he was at Oregon when I first came to the Pac-12 Network. And to me, even in talking to him now, he just he just seems like he's in a much better place in terms of his approach and understanding. And he still is, you know, that – offensive-minded genius that we knew at Oregon. And so does he have the pieces in place this year to be able to execute some of the, what he wants to do? And I, I'm, I'm excited to see if that comes to fruition because it hasn't in the way that I think a lot of Bruins fans hoped would over the first two years. We have our own opinions on these things, but I'm interested in yours. Has Utah gotten to the point... <laughs> Has Utah gotten to the point where they can lose a great running back, they can lose a terrific quarterback, they can lose uh, uh, so many members of that terrific defense from a year ago, and their entire defensive secondary is in the NFL right now from last year. Can they lose that kind of talent and and just move on forward in the Pac-12 and be, you know, compete for a title again? You know, there's a time in which if you would ask me that question when they first entered the league that I would have said, no, you're, you're crazy. That would be impossible for anybody. But I have become such a believer in Kyle Whittingham and such a believer in, in this Utah program that I think, and again, you go back to, especially in this year, the team that is going to win, the teams that are going to do well are the ones that are disciplined and methodical and don't get too high and don't get too low and are able to roll with the punches. And, and that is Kyle Whittingham to a T. And that's, you know, I think a lot of times that the reason that teams have success is because they take on the personality of their head coach, and we've seen that at Utah. So it sounds crazy, like, yeah, you got to break in a new quarterback, a new running back, a new left tackle, nine, you know, new defensive starters. Like, Utah shouldn't be, feels like, on paper, on anyone's radar, and yet they've got, I think, as deep and talented as they've ever been at wide receiver. They feel good about the tight end position and offensive line. And now, you know, the big question on offense certainly is, is who's the quarterback that's going to be running the show? And you guys have more insight on that than I do, I'm sure, at this point. But I think it is set up to be exactly kind of where Kyle Whittingham would probably like it to be, which is not a ton of people talking about them. 
as, you know, they're going to be Pac-12 South champs yet again. But I, it would not surprise me. And that's a testament to Kyle, and it's a testament to his staff and to the players there that they're able to lose that much talent, and as you mentioned, like that much NFL talent, and still be able to be in contention the following year. So I'm, I'm expecting them to be. I know guys are really hungry. The way that things ended last year, it was a long time ago, but we have that rough loss to Oregon, obviously, in the championship game, and then another double-digit loss to Texas in the Alamo Bowl. I know that, you know, they say things don't carry over from year to year, but this team has grown together. Guys are hungry, and I, I just have a sense that they're going to they're gonna surprise some people this season. Hey, Jake, Jake, Ashley's opinion was better than ours, I think. Much, much better, yeah. as usual. Huh. <laughs> well, Ashley, we, we seriously, we love it when you have a chance to come on the show. Thank you very much for the insight, as always. Oh, it's my pleasure, guys. Hope you both have a great day. Back at you. Ashley Adamson from Pac-12 Network uh, joining us here on the show. She's very good. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting this year with, with the weirdness of it all and with certain teams like Utah having had an opportunity to maybe get more training sessions in. Than maybe some other. Although I, that, that, I hope that excuse doesn't pop up too much. Do you think it will? Uh, no, I don't think it will. It just sort of comes down to who wins the games, you know, and either you win or you don't. But uh, I do agree with her, and and I think you do as well. That Oregon is going to be tough, and uh, SC. I, I know we have our questions about Clay Helton, but I something tells me you know they've got an awfully good quarterback. I'm coming back down to earth on Oregon a little you're bit. Just gonna let me get it. You're just gonna oh yeah, go you're Keaton Slovis. I was gonna get. I was gonna get to it because I do believe that he's better. You know, Oregon's breaking in a new quarterback. You did write that in a column. The, the Heisman Trophy not. in his future. Okay, he, wait, wait, he wait, wait, hold on. Fifteen hold on. snaps under his belt, and he gets a call from Gordon. I will be ordering up another dinner for you if you can find the word Heisman in my column. I, I'm i exaggerating with the Heisman thing, but you just wrote a glowing piece on how great he is. <laughs> when he had played one game. I was projecting ahead that he looked like he could be something that USC would really benefit from, but I, I did not. But that vaunted BYU secondary got him. I'm softening a little bit on Oregon, to be honest. Bringing in a new quarterback, uh, they I know they had a defensive back op back in last week, I think it was, but they've had some players, including Penny Sewell, uh, opt out. Um, I don't know if I'm. I thought Oregon was going to be pretty good, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm coming back down to earth on them a little bit. So you giving Cal a chance up there in North? I wonder what Washington looks like. Uh, Ashley liked Cal, and and she's in that area, so I, I'm I'm sure that's coming from a, an informed spot. Maybe she's hearing some things. I want to see. Uh, it's kind of why I asked her about Jimmy Lake. I mean, mm-hmm. Coach Pete had a little magic up there at UW. Um, can he can he roll that for, forward? Kind of. I was surprised when Peterson stepped down from that job. To be honest. Everyone keeps talking about culture. She brought that up a bunch of times. Once that is established in a program, can you absorb the loss of great players or or a head coach and have the thing just continue to roll forward, or is it like starting all over again? Well, I believe in rolling it forward, and I'll I'll use Utah as an example because Coach Witt uh, absolutely took some things from Urban Meyer and Ron McBride, for that matter, that uh, the culture that had been built there and and forwarded it, you know, 
Well, I, I, I do believe it. I mean, everyone talks about it. Everyone says that. And I think it does exist. I think it's a real thing. It's not some of us are, oh, here we go with the culture thing again. You have, you have players in that program. You didn't lose everybody. And the players that you have in there got some playing time last year. And they're used to winning. Well, they're, they're not going to just forget how to win overnight. And uh, as far as a head coach goes, that might be a little different because he's the one that has to reestablish his abilities as a leader and gain the respect of the players moving forward, not to mention recruiting and all that. But it's uh, I don't know that, that that's an interesting uh, case to watch up there in Seattle. And what if you have a, a player that's baller enough that he overcomes a bad culture? I mean, that's really what you're betting on from your boy Keaton Slovis, right? Uh, well, <laughs> I wouldn't consider SC's culture to be poor. I, I just don't think it's as good as it could be. Well, they constantly underachieve. That's, that's probably not a good sign. Okay, so if Urban Meyer were the coach at SC this year, do you think they would underachieve? Well, you're making an argument that the culture isn't good there. No, I'm just saying, would they underachieve? Yes. They would not. You know that. I mean, look, we've seen it in the past. And, and look, I, I'm the one who used to say that Urban made a deal with the devil. It's not like I'm, I'm bowing before Urban Meyer. But I'm telling you, they have the talent down there. If a coach like that stepped into that situation, well, let's just say he wouldn't be stepping in it. Well, why is that, though, Gordon? Because you're making my argument for me. No, because no. Urban I, Meyer I, I, would fix the culture. Well, I think he's better at it than what they have down there right now. I'm not saying that what they have is, is poor. I'm just saying that they've got the talent to make it to reach a, a higher level. And uh, I, I don't know how high they're going to rise this year because – they have essentially the same folks in charge. Drop of the day coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Very superstitious. <laughs> this is... This incriminating audio is going to be controversial. We're going to get to that by the end of the show. Oh, Austin just Austin just lit us up big time, man. Austin's Austin's not happy with what we're debating as uh, what we're going to use for incriminating audio. It's been a audio. good run as a as a trio here. <laughs> I, I, he's, he's and a now, jumpy on now this one. I I am uh, at war. We're not trying to. It's ruin an act war. of war. What you're <laughs> suggesting, and if you want it, I'll bring it. That's. You know, I, I've never backed down from a, a war, and I never will. <laughs> what could you possibly do to us that you haven't already done? A lot. Plenty, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we're not trying to ruin relationships here. It's just uh, it's close. paying up on a bet. It's funny. Someone hasn't paid up on a bet from two and a half years ago, and I, he's the one saying that I'm not I've, fair I've to tried, him. I've tried to pay that off twice, three times, and you guys your just convenience. wanted to hold, hold it over my head. Um, There's a little bit of that. I'm not a welcher. What could be possibly worse 
then you, you guys to- making me come up with that my wife has a pet name for me for someone that we know. A I have of something ours. that could be worse. We can involve private body parts in our incriminating audio demands. First, first of all, what you're nothing, trying to do to me. There's no privacy about the body part we're talking about. It is to me. It, no, it's not. I, have you ever seen me walking around shirtless? Are you are you wear shirt at the pool guy? I'm a never nude. Are you? <laughs> Austin's that one guy in the white T-shirt at the beach. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the older I've gotten, the more I'm. My body is a temple, and you two don't have a recommend. All right, Protect, well, we'll, we'll continue. We'll yeah. try and figure it out. Uh, right now, it's time more. for drop of the day. Uh, also, notice sounds of various <laughs> clips, and uh, this happens from time to time on radio, Gordon, where uh, there there's some not so great listening going on between one host and the other. Yeah, and here here is an example. I even think throwing in a second year. And, and Lloyd, to your point, if you take away the second year, that's going to ruin 85%, 90% of careers. Especially a running back. Yeah, if you, yeah, right. If you take that year away and you make them sit on another year, it's probably going to end their career. Most of them. Yeah, especially if you're a running back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. So anyway, Austin, uh, this inspired Austin to go d- digging into the archives for Uh-oh. similar similar things. But it... it they seem and to- you know what? While we're talking about it, both of you had multiple that I yes. could have played here. And I thought, uh, nah, they're my guys. I don't <laughs> need to do that to them. They're nice. They're good at their job. They're attentive. When I ask for a read, they do it happily. They, they never get in my way. They never talk over me. They never make fun of me. They never comment about my weight or my family situation or how I wish I made more money. Never. So I'm not going to include them in this. Thanks. And I saved both of you, oh, and you. that I'm ends today. This is the last day I protect I, I, either I'm of you. Though, Austin should be a stand-up comic. I'm telling you, he should do it. What do I amuse you? <laughs> oh man, it's funny <laughs> how loud. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, let, let, let's, Good uh, sir, let's play some of the stuff you uh, unearthed. <laughs> Great news coming out of Portland for the former jazz player. His MRIs came back clean, Scotty, and he is day-to-day. And he himself is hopeful that he could play in game one of the Western Conference Finals against Golden State. So, you know, a lot of fingers crossed for him. By the way, a little bit of uh, news. MRI on Portland's Rodney Hood, injured left knee, returned clean. And he will be day-to-day towards a return, according to The Athletic. Yeah. So... Fingers crossed for Rodney. It appears that, uh, well, it doesn't appear. It's it's quite obvious that Troy Williams has a stranglehold on the job at the quarterback position uh, for the University of Utah. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background with this young man and uh, watch him a little bit at Washington. And what, what can Utah fans expect after having him sit out a year playing a little J.C. football? Well, it sounds like he's really hungry. You know, I mean, number one, when we talked about it, he can push the ball down the field better than any quarterback that Kyle's had in the Pac-12. You know, Connor Manning was a gifted passer. Obviously, he's not there anymore. Uh, but Troy is going to make this team a vertical threat. Yogi, I'm sure you saw that Troy Williams has distanced himself and put some separation and has been named kind of the starter for the University of Utah. And, and I've had an opportunity to watch him quite a bit. I think he looks better in practice than Travis Wilson did. I, I don't know if he's the gamer, but looks better in practice right now. Um, give us some of your thoughts on Troy Williams, what you've seen of him in the past, if you've seen him in – in practice, did I already ask? Did you ask this? Double question. Did you ask it? I did. Right out of the gates? Yeah, a little bit. 
Sorry, we got we. I'll answer it again. I'll go again on it. Are you serious? We, we we've had kind of a rash of uh, the two of us doing the double question thing a little bit. So we, we had one. Ye- we had one yesterday. I, I, it was my bad yesterday, and and now it's it's back on hand. <laughs> Scotty raises his arms and goes double question. <laughs> oh, unbelievable! Can you uh, kind of reset that? <laughs> Unreal. I'm so sorry. Where do you think Britton Covey's going to land? Is he leaning in Utah, do you believe? You know, if you had asked me a month ago, I would have told you I'd be shocked about anywhere but Utah. But, uh, you know, I think that Utah State's really done a lot to open his eyes. He was up there on a visit, uh, you know, had a lot of conversations with the coaches, and and think that he's got the potential to be an electric player regardless of where he ends up. But it's probably a coin flip at this point. I've been trying to pay as close attention as I can to Britton Covey, the kid out of Tempview High School, I know you're very familiar with him. Um, trying to follow it, kind of his story, um, but I, I'm interested to know: Do you have any insight into where Britton may be headed? Oh, sorry, did no, you just I, ask that, yeah, Scotty? Yeah, yeah, we, we we did talk about that. I even think throwing in a second year, and and Lloyd, to your point, if you take away the second year, that's going to ruin 85 percent, 90 percent of careers. Especially a running back. Yeah, if you yeah right. If you take that year away and you make them sit on another year, it's probably going to end their career. Most of them. Yeah, especially if you're a running back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's funny. It happens to everybody. Right? We, we picked on those it. guys, but uh, it certainly has happened to everybody. Yeah. I should have included both of you. Why? There was like six minutes of you and, and Gordon doing this, and I, I decided, nah. Why are you, my guys? Why are you letting this incriminating audio thing upset you, know, you so? Happy hour. So, why are you so mad? Sure happy hour is gonna be played every day on the big show from now on. I feel bad about creating this survival. I'm gonna pool leave bit. not sports report with like 38 seconds every day. <laughs> Don't be so upset. It's okay. No, and we haven't even made you do it. I yet. know. I'm just telling you, things but, will but, change. It's your choice. I will pay the bet. But every action brings a reaction, and boy, I have a lot of overreaction. So no, for you. See, but you can't threaten us to get, not? To get a You're softer, me? incriminating no, audio. No, I'm not. Th- I'm. I'm just saying. You do what a, you, you get b. That's You're no. I'm, you are you, you take it how you want. But well, I, I'm saying, that's a threat. Uh, no, I'm explaining to you that if you uh, rear end me on the freeway, you might be dead by morning. That's, a that's just how it happens. Here's the problem, though, Austin. You made the deal to do the, uh, the, the incriminating audio before the season started. And so now you're just. You're just—you've already committed the crime, so now you're—you're you're paying your. Debt. I told you, I will pay the the bet. But every reaction, or every every action has a reaction, but and we I don't, we have don't, reactions. We don't, we don't deserve anything. We're we're just making you pay up on your end of it, and I will pay, and then you'll pay. <laughs> but nobody's but threatening threat, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're get, we'll get to our survivor pool. We'll make Austin record uh, his incriminating audio at the end of the show. Uh, but we'll talk some NFL football next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the zone. It's time for the big show to predict the winners and losers of the NFL. This is the Big Show Survivor Pool on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for a survivor pool where we're all back in. Gordon won the first round. We adjusted the rules and now we're back. 
Uh, if you don't know how a survivor pool works, we pick uh, a winner of one particular game, but uh, it's the last you can pick that team all season long. And now that brings up the point. Can we, since we're starting over, reuse teams we've already picked? I don't think no. so. Uh-uh. Okay. So Gordon can't pick the Jets. Gordon no. cannot pick the Jets. That's so, true. Do we have a list of the teams we've used already? I do. Uh, since I'm the only one that cares about this show. I've got it <laughs> written down right here. Uh, week one, Gordon, you picked the Bills and were right. I picked the Ravens and was right. Jake picked the Colts and was miserably wrong. Week two, Gordon, you picked the Buccaneers. Jake picked the 49ers. I picked the Steelers. We were all correct. Week three, Gordon, you went with the Colts and was right. I went with the Colts and was right. And Jake, you went with the Chargers and paid your incriminated audio twice over, which sounded like this. Hey, I'm Jake Scott, and I'm the newest Wahoo. And Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Then week four, Gordon refused to play uh, in in the contest. Uh, He was assigned the Jets and was wrong. I picked the Rams and was right, but Gordon didn't have to do incriminating audio for some reason. Uh, Then last week, Gordon picked the Ravens. I picked the 49ers and was wrong. And today I will be a man and go by the rules and pay forward my bet. All right. Okay. Um, who wants to go Did first? you guys follow that? I, kind of. Okay. I, I know who I'm picking, though, I think, and I have not picked I'll go first. The okay. Dolphins. Oh, that's what I'm Austin's taking the Dolphins over that's the Jets. Pick. I'll go that's next. I am pick. taking the Patriots over the Donks. That's a big spread. It is a big spread. The final score will determine that, though. Nine and a half there. And Cam Newton's back. Is he? Yeah. For sure? Yeah, I think that was big news today. Did, okay, so he's tested negative? Yeah. Because there was also I, news today that players that test negative have to quarantine for two full days still. So when, when is that game? Sunday morning or afternoon? Morning. I'm Ooh, not sure close. that that would be a nine-point spread if he wasn't playing. Yeah, they, they are not good. Uh, go Broncos. I, I'll go with the Dolphins as well. Creative. Well, I want I wanted to use the. I mean, Dolphins I, you, in a week. I picked the Colts in week three, and you also then picked the Colts in week yeah, three. Yeah, but the reason I want to use the Dolphins here is because you're afraid uh, to lose. I, we got it. No, no, I want to get them out of the way against an opponent. I think they'll beat, so I don't have to pick them later. That's fine. If you if you want to pick what I pick, go right ahead. <laughs> I had already selected it before you made your pick, so. No, that's according like to I you, picked it first. But. Well, it's all right. That's that's within the rules, and uh, you know, this is fun. <laughs> what a terrible idea! I told you we should end it. You guys told you said you wanted to come back. And I'm do not it a tomorrow. quitter, Jake. You know, we got production, so we had to. Keep I'm not doing a quitter it. or a squelcher oh, or whatever man. Gordon um, word he said. Some good games this weekend. Uh, there are a bunch out there that I think have the potential to uh, to be actually fairly interesting. Um, the Steelers and the Browns, Gordon, is, yeah. is a pretty interesting game. The it Browns is. are four and one. Four and one, man, against four and zero. Oh. As much as I think Baker Mayfield is the worst and his personality is just, but you dreadful. really think they have a shot against the Steelers? Mm. Even though they're four and one, I got it, and the Steelers are four and zero. Oh. You think they're on the same plane as the Stillers? No. I mean, Big Ben is back, and he's This dealing. is a 21 to 0 score at no, halftime. No, no, no. You yep. think the Browns are still that bad? Yep. They're still that Against much worse? Against the Stillers, yes. I think it's going to be closer than that, but uh, but I picked the Steelers in that one, yeah. If it's 21 nothing at halftime, Pittsburgh, you both owe me incriminating audio, regardless of what the final score ends up being. I don't know about that. 
Doesn't sound like something I'd agree to. <laughs> and that sounds like, you know, so, since when Austin, do we have to do things we agree to? Austin's got some edge to him now. Told you, things are changing. <laughs> Is this the way it's going to always be? Yep, yep, yep. Nine years of being pooped on, and it ended now. <laughs> bitter, bitter, Austin. Uh, the best game of the week, in my opinion, and this is – well, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll take it back because there's two candidates for best of the weekend, in my opinion. The Packers on the road at uh, Gordon's Buccaneers and uh, the Bills playing host to Gordon's Chiefs. Who just signed Le'Veon Bell. Who just signed Le'Veon Bell today. Good job, uh, Will he Jets. be available on Sunday? Uh, I doubt it. Yeah, I didn't think it's that quick. What did, what did we decide he made? $27 million for 18 games with the Jets or something, something like that? Something around there, yeah. yeah. Good move, Adam Gase. You're a smart <laughs> person. You're a functioning human. How does that guy get his pants on in the morning? I don't know, but he's going to be looking for a new job soon. Um, but uh, I I like I hope the Packers keep it rolling. I hope they uh, they humiliate Tom Brady and they expose him for the over-the-hill hack that What he about is. the Washington football team against the New York Giants? Has that one got your eye? No, because uh, Washington's going to smoke them. Oh, you think so? Because yeah. the Giants are favored. They what, about the be. Bear, what about the Bears or the Panthers? That could be a competitive game. You know what's interesting about both those teams? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Uh, I was joking about the Washington Giants one. What uh, about the yeah? What about the uh, Cardinals at the Cowboys? Yeah, the Cowboys stink, and and the Cardinals are coached by a somebody who's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Uh the Cardinals and the Cowboys are all right. I mean, Kyler Murray is is electric to watch. Uh, I know how you love the the the, the uh, Red Rocket Andy Dalton. I think he's a capable backup. The the ginger ninja? Isn't that what people called him once upon a time? The ginger ninja? Yeah. Huh. How fortunate uh, are they to have a veteran quarterback like that come in? Uh, much better than a rook. Unless you're unless you're Herbert or something, you know. Yes, Justin Herbert has looked pretty good. That is that is true. Really good. I'd rather have Justin Herbert than Andy Dalton, so right. I'm not buying unless, into what I'm not buying into I what said, you're selling there. You just, I said unless you have a talent like that, I'd rather have uh, Joe Burrow than Andy Dalton. Yeah, but he's not a backup. Well, he's a rookie. Do you think my uh, my Titans get their first loss this week on a short week against the how, Texans? How about Austin's Titans? Four zero. Maybe the most hollow undefeated record in the in the league. They've they've won by an average of half a point, I think, is what it comes down to. Derrick Henry is amazing. Did you see him stiff arm that Bills player into next week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of the I mean, he is That's he why is a Ryan player. Tannehill works there. Right. Is because Derrick Henry is there. Exactly. Because he's throwing yeah. in the seagull coverage all the time. Do you guys think stiff arms are should be legal? I mean, it's like a punch to the face, right? Of course they should be legal. This is, we're talking about football. Go back to soccer. <laughs> it, stiff arm. It is weird, though, that the defense can't put their hand on your face, but you can put your hand on the defense's face. Now deal with it. Uh, the running back <laughs> is the one being tackled on every play. Uh, I'm kind of with Gordon. I think it, it's either both can do it or neither can do it. Uh, some safety that just put on the his, face. Some safety that just put his head through a running back sternum, and all of a sudden he gets a little <laughs> stiff arm under the chin, and we should be worried about the but safety. But the safety would be penalized. 
I think they should be able to somebody stiff arms somebody else. They should be able to fight. Of course, back to the hockey take now. I like it. <laughs> Peacemaker. I, I, I like it a lot. <laughs> it should just be allowed to fist fight it out so nobody will take off their cleat and stab another person. <laughs> but there's seven studs right in the heart. Right. What, what was the, the Browns guy's name that uh, that uh, swung the helmet at the Pittsburgh Miles Steelers? Garrett. Oh, Miles Garrett. They should have just yeah. let the two fist fight. <laughs> It's too dangerous not to let him. Yeah. If, if you don't let him fight, then they will murder each other in the locker room right. after the game. Wow. A helmet. You guys got to admit that some penalties really, the, 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 they don't match the crime. You know? Yeah. Like, well, you like see- well, usually when you fist fight, somebody gets put in jail. Not <laughs> play on, guys. Yeah. yeah, but yeah it's I think you're exactly right. Game. It's in the context of the game. What I'm talking about is like when somebody grabs a hold of somebody's face mask and turns their head around on the tackle and twists their head darn near off, and that's a 15-yard penalty. I think a punch to the groin probably is in order. (laughs) But only from the referee. You just have to stand there and take it. The player doesn't get to punch it. Everybody, The the back judge. Everybody hates it when Ed Hockey League gets their game. (laughs) The back judge. Man, do you guys feel bad when the when the uh, when the referee gets run over on a play? No, nope. no, not one bit. <laughs> I feel bad I, when they get up. I usually, yeah, I usually think, wow, they probably deserve that. No, man, those guys are in the middle of the action. I saw a ref get run over the other day, and man, I felt bad for him. There's some you're you know, soft. <laughs> You wish they would step on him on purpose while he's down there. Oh, oops, oops. Oh, sorry. Every referee has a dictatorship mindset. Agreed. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next. There's our Survivor Pool picks. So just for the for the record, you both have the Dolphins, and I'm taking the, uh, the Cheaters, the Patriots. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right, we'll have more Big Show. Straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Wrap it up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Movie Zone right around the corner. And speaking of the Movie Zone, it's time for Austin to pay up on a bet. And uh, Gordon, he's not happy about it, but uh, I think uh, I think this could be pretty funny. Uh, it's uh, it's funny to you and me. I don't know how funny it is to Austin. Well, you know, first graders ever will get a laugh. Okay, I think you – here's here's what I think it needs to be. I think it needs to be – just like nonchalant, like it's regular conversation. He needs to say, "I got my nipples pierced last week." What do you think? It's uh, it's unique and it's funny. Do you think we should add in that I went in for a root canal and came, came out with out pierced? With nipples? There's no adding. This is or, one audio. Or how about no, just? No, I know we can do it. We can just extend it a little bit. I no. like the brevity of I have pierced nipples. That just it's simple, it's to the point, and you've got to sound enthusiastic, like you're excited about. How it. do you want me to say it, Gordon? That's uh, what Jake said. What? How? You got so This is how incriminating audio works. You have to say it how you want me to say it, and then I will repeat it. Jake, say it again. I just think it, I, it needs to be enthusiastic, like you really like it, like like I got a new car, and it has to, <laughs> but it has to be about pierced nipples. How about how about so so it's like hey guys yeah like like when you're telling your friends what you got for Christmas 
Like, uh, I got new golf clubs. But it, it has to be, I have pierced nipples. Okay. <laughs> Hi, guys. I got pierced nipples. No, no. it has to sound like you. That's exciting. No. It has to sound no. like you. Oh, you sound like uh, Not a character. Hey, you guys, sound like I got Roger pierced Rabbit nipples. No, it has to it has to sound real. Hey guys, w- I got purse nipples. How how would you sound if the Angels actually won a couple games in a row? Woohoo! Pierce nipples! That's kind of funny, but it needs to sound real. Well, that you, and, you gave me a fake thing that'll never happen. And we can't have Gordon giggling in the background. That's not gonna work. Well, okay, I'll shut up. All right. So what? You just have to say, I have pierced nipples, but it has to have I have pierced nipples. But it has to be enthusiastic. I told you how I wanted to. You, uh, I want Gordon to tell me how he wants it said, because that's how you no, want it said. No, because you're going to record it, and then you're going to play that oh, instead. Is that, is that, are you afraid of I, that? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> All right, here it goes. Hey, guys, I got pierced nipples. Let's do I have. I have? Pierced nipples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, I have pierced nipples. That's pretty good. You could even get rid of the hay guys and they just cut it off the front. Okay. I, I, that's acceptable to me. Gordon? Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We, we're going to. And, and that's fine. I want the world to know and hear. I paid my <laughs> debt. I paid my bet. And the world changes for both of you from this day forth. Well, we <laughs> just need to Everything in your world changes. We need to hear the finished <laughs> product tomorrow. If it comes up naturally and organically, no, 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 we'll no, no. play we just, on it. We, yeah. We're going to have to hear it played back, and we don't have time right now because the movie zone is next. So we yeah. got to get that. Get a that show tomorrow. worth everyone listening to is next. I agree. Like this one. <laughs> Listen to the movie zone coming up next. <laughs> Gordon, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Football Friday tomorrow at the warehouse. DJ and PK yeah. six to ten. Uh, Hans and Scotty ten to two, and then we'll see you Monday for DJ and PK. You'll get over it. It's not like you're ever going to play it anyway. <laughs> Who are you? The more uh, movie zone next. 97.5 and twelve eighty of the zone.